Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this very uplifting question, how can we bless our children with our words. So we are in a light, refreshing summer series. It's like a cool breeze on a hot day, which is really needed about right now. This series is on how to bless our kids with words. In the last episode, I shared with you some very powerful and poignant stories on how impacting words can be in the lives of our kids. Words can literally change the course of their entire lives. They really can. If you didn't get a chance to catch that episode, make sure that you do. You don't want to miss it. But, you know, I got to thinking about the power of our words recently because on Father's Day, our family was at a church and the pastor gave the most beautiful paternal blessing that I have ever heard in my life. He spoke it over the whole congregation. It was amazing. It perfectly expressed a mother or father's heart for our children. I I was in tears and I just have to share that blessing with you today. But, you know, I I got to thinking about it. I thought, you know, I, I wanted to save it for Mother's Day or Father's Day next year, but I just couldn't wait that long. So I will end the show today with that blessing. It's the seventh way that you can bless your kids. And I'll put a link to this blessing in the show notes so you can go and read it. It's written by a guy named John Paul Jackson. But if you would like a beautifully designed copy of this blessing that you can print out for you and your kids, be sure to subscribe on my website and you will get it in the subscriber email. I will include a PDF, but also a word copy that you can type your child's name into and print it out. That would be a really nice gift. If you are already a subscriber, just check your email that I sent about this episode. It's in there. And if you have any problems, just email me. I'll send it to you. And trust me, when you hear this blessing, you're going to want a copy of it. I don't take any credit for it, but I did find it for you and I made a beautiful copy of it for you to give your kids. But that blessing got me to thinking of all the ways we can bless our kids with words. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Before we get started, let me mention that I recently made the jump to weekly podcasts and was able to do that for a little while. Then I got into the hardest class ever in my Christian apologetics program at Colorado Christian University And scheduling bathroom breaks and showers and a few hours of sleep became a thing. You know, I knew I was in over my head when we took a rare break and went out for some ice cream one night with the kids. And my seven-year-old said, Daddy, thank you for taking us to get ice cream. Mommy, thank you for coming out of your room. Yeah, that was like a 
dagger to the heart. And that's why these last couple of episodes have been on the biweekly schedule again. But I've decided to postpone that class till later this year and get more ahead of the reading there. So I'm back to making this thing happen on a weekly basis for the most part. I mean, I do have a lot of kids and we homeschool, so life can always get in the way, even if school doesn't. But uh, that's the plan. (laughs) So that was just a little housekeeping update. Now on to our discussion on how our words can bless our kiddos. Look, you know, my house is just like yours. As a parent of five very rambunctious, very busy and rather messy kids, I have to use my words to educate and to correct and to discipline a lot, like like a lot, a lot. Sometimes, though, we forget to use our words to bless our kids. I know that I forget to do that, and I need this reminder every bit as much as you do. So as we've been talking about in this series, our words are powerful. They they just really are. Our theme verse is Proverbs 18, 21, which says the tongue has the power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Our words are the water that can produce the most amazing fruit in our kids' lives when we use our words wisely, strategically, purposefully. They can also bring a lot of damage when we use them in haste or in anger. So today I want to focus on seven ways that we can bless our kids with our words. Let me just say that these suggestions aren't really profound or Deep, some of these things you probably know to do, maybe you have done them in the past, but, you know, we just get busy with life and we forget to do things like this. I know that I sure do. But some of these ideas, maybe you've never thought of before, and one of these ideas just might bring about the very thing that puts your child on the right course in life. Want to know why? Because words are powerful. Here are seven ways that we can bless our kids with words. Number one, speak into your child's strengths. Now, every kid has strengths. When you see your kid operating with an intellectual or an artistic or an athletic or a spiritual or a practical gift, speak into it, encourage it, Water it. Water all of these gifts. But some of your kids' strengths are are different and that these gifts are in line with their calling. You know, one of my sons has a God-given ability to play baseball. He is just a, a natural ball player and he loves baseball like nothing else in this world. He's about to sprout a glove out of his left arm. So so one day, my son, who was probably, I don't know, like six at the time, comes up to me and he says, Mommy, I think God made me to play baseball. <laughs> it's so sweet. So I had this special little life-giving pep talk with my son. And I said, you know, you know, I, I think you're right. God has given you a very special gift. But But here's the thing. Any gift God gives you isn't meant to glorify you. It's meant to glorify him. So so pray this prayer. Say, God, please help me to glorify you with baseball. You know, I think that's a prayer that God will be very happy to answer. Now, I don't know how far my son will go with 
his baseball gift, but I do believe it's a very special gift from God, a very special passion that he has for this this sport from God. And if not later in life, it is in line with his calling right now. And I do know what he needs to do with it. He needs to point that gift right back to God. Now, if you don't know what your child's special gifts from God are, the ones in line with their calling, be that a, you know, a childhood calling or a lifelong calling, just pray about it. Ask God to show you why this kid is on the planet. You know, James 1, chapter 5, it's a verse I've quoted many times. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So ask God to show you your child's gifts, the ones that he wants you to water. God created your child with a specific purpose in mind and with specific gifts that he wants to use for his glory. You know, I can think of a God-given strength in each of my kids. One, I've got one kid with a, a great intellectual ability and another with a great gift of compassion and another with a great mechanical gifting. It comes in handy when the freezer door is not working correctly. And then there's my son with this athletic gifting and another child with an artistic gifting. And when I see my kids operating in these gifts, I water them. So speak into your kids' strengths. Number two, speak into your kids' weaknesses. You know, the enemy wants to take those areas where your kids struggle and use those weaknesses to disqualify them. He does this with all of us, with, with you and me as well. We all have weaknesses, but our weaknesses are meant to make us press into God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? The very thing that we think disqualifies us can become one of our greatest strengths. When you see your child come up against one of their weaknesses, make sure that they know everyone has places where they struggle and encourage them not to identify themselves by that weakness, rather encourage them to surrender that weakness to God. You know, I, I love, I just love the story of Wilma Rudolph. This girl was born premature in 1940 and had a whole slew of complications. She had measles and whooping cough and scarlet fever and, and double pneumonia. She spent much of her childhood in bed. Then at the age of four, she contracts polio. Like, like seriously, that is an insult on injury. I, I want to read a little excerpt from the Sports Cafe about Wilma Rudolph. It says, quote, my doctor told me I would never walk again. Wilma wrote in her autobiography with a big family to feed and very little money around. The doctor's words seemed like a prophecy to Wilma's parents, but her mother Blanche refused to give up. My mother told me I would walk again. I believed my mother, end quote. Oh, that's what Wilma said. That is what she determined 
would be true. How great is that? The doctor said she wouldn't walk. Mother said she would. She believed her mother. (laughs) If you don't know the rest of Wilma's story, well, she got braces on her legs and she did physical therapy and her, her dad thought that sports would help her overcome her disability. So she listened to her dad, not the doctors. And Wilma played basketball and then she started running. Long story short, this girl kept on running and won three Olympic gold medals. She became the fastest woman in the world. How did that happen? She believed her mom. She listened to her dad, not her doctors. Now, I'm not saying we should never listen to doctors, but they don't know everything. And they will tell you the worldly odds. They will not give you a heavenly prognosis. Now, not all of our weaknesses are going to turn into Olympic gold medals, but all of our weaknesses need to be surrendered to God. When we surrender our weaknesses to him, he can do something golden with it. And what can often be the case is that a weakness has a corresponding strength. That was certainly the case for Wilma. It can be that way with some of our weaknesses. What can really help is when we're transparent with our kids about our own weaknesses and how God has used them. And, you know, tell your kids the story of Wilma Rudolph. If that doesn't inspire you to press through your weaknesses, well, well, then you're just not breathing. Okay. Now, on to number three, thank your child for something that they did well. Like I said, this one is pretty simple and obvious, and yet I often fail to do this. You know, I'm I'm quite often actually the hammer around the house pointing out how how this hasn't been cleaned well and that hasn't been maintained and this hasn't been organized and this didn't get done on time. Don't even get me started on the laundry situation in my house. Ah! Pretty soon, the overwhelming percentage of the words we speak to our kids can be negative if we aren't careful. It happens to all of us. It certainly happens to me. One of the best ways to counteract that is to find something to thank your child for. You know, thank them for unloading the dishwasher well or for sweeping the floor and making it look spotless or or better than it did. Or, you know, thank them for being kind and helpful with one of their siblings. Find something to thank them for. Make it a point to do this regularly and see what happens? I think you will like the results. Number four, ask God to give you a Bible verse for your child. I love this suggestion. You know, years ago, someone, I I don't even remember who, told me that they had a Bible verse for each one of their kids. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Pray about it. Ask the Lord to give you a life verse or a verse that would minister to your child in this season of their life for each kid if you have more than one. For example, I have a daughter who is named after a river and her middle name is Joy. Her life verse is Psalm 46, 4, which says there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. That is her verse. She is a river of joy. Ask God to give you a verse 
for each of your kids. Maybe maybe that will be a strategic verse for just a season of their life, or maybe it'll be a verse that blesses them their whole life. But ask God to give you a verse for each kiddo. Print it up on some, some fancy paper and frame it and give it to your child. So the fourth way to bless your child is to ask God for a specific Bible verse for your child. The fifth way to bless your child is to ask God to give you a phrase or even a single word to speak over your child, something they need to hear in line with their calling, and then say it often. This one is more of an ongoing strategy. And honestly, (laughs) I almost left this one off because it really overlaps with guideline number one, because you're speaking into your child's strength. But I, I, I just couldn't let this one go. This suggestion is more strategic than speaking into generic strengths. This guideline isn't a one-off. It's not an attaboy or an girl when you see your child doing something well. This is something you need to commit to for the long haul when you realize something your child is called to do. For example, uh, when I was praying to get pregnant with our fifth child, a testimony you can hear all about in episode number 14, I think it was. I had dreams about a young blonde girl who sang. So before this little girl was ever conceived, I prayed that this child, my fifth child, would sing. And you know what? My daughter is very blonde and she loves to sing from a very young age, this child would put on concerts and she sings literally all the time, all day long. So when she sings, I look into her sweet little brown eyes and I say, darling, you are born to sing. God made you to sing. I say this over and over and over whenever she sings. Well, not every time she sings because she sings like all the time. But I say this a lot. So yes, I'm speaking into her strengths, but this is one strength that I keep coming back to. This is the one phrase I always repeat because when this little girl gets older and and someone tells her that she's not good enough or that, you know, she's got a pipe dream, if maybe she wants to become a singer, she will think, nope, you know, my mama told me that I was born to sing. She said, God made me to sing. Just like when that doctor told Wilma she would never walk. She said, nope, nope, mama told me I would. So yes, keep coming back to all of their strengths. But when God places a certain strength on your heart for your child, speak the same thing into that strength over and over. Because trust me, the enemy realizes what God is calling your child to do. He sees their strengths as well. And he is going to tell your child the opposite over and over and over. So when he gets on the scene with that, with that discouragement, negativity, you need to have built their courage to the point that they will listen to God's voice coming through your words, not the enemy's words. Got it? All right, let's keep going. Number six, write a note. This one is so practical, and honestly, it's kind of silly. It's it's really a little juvenile. If if you have younger kids, you probably wrote notes to put in their lunch boxes when they were young, right? But we stopped doing that. 
Why exactly? I, you know, I don't know. A while back, though, probably, uh, I don't know, it was a year or two ago. Goodness, it might have been before COVID. I think it was. My husband, he had to go on a business trip. And before he left, he wrote some little notes on post-its and stuck them up around the house. So, you know, I went into the bathroom and there was a post-it on the mirror where I got ready. And it says, it says, you are beautiful. And on the dry erase board behind my desk where I write and I podcast, there was a, a note that says, you are talented. And, you know, there's a little note in the refrigerator that says, you are hungry. Okay, he didn't do that one, but that would have been hilarious. That that would have been really funny. I'm going to do that. Uh, but, you know, it was so simple. Seriously, it took the guy less than five minutes to post these things up around the house. But I still have those post-its on my mirror and on my dry erase board. They've been there for years. Why not surprise your kids with a little note? I bet it would make their day. Doesn't matter how old they are. Put put a Bible verse on it or just an encouraging word or just an I love you. That would really bless your kid. And finally, drum roll, please. Number seven, speak this blessing over your child. This blessing by John Paul Jackson is so anointed and so inspired. Like I said, if you subscribe on my website, you will receive a beautiful version of this blessing so you can print it up for your child. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I heard this blessing on Father's Day. And honestly, it just... It just took my breath away. It's so beautiful. This is really a blessing from our Heavenly Father, the kind of blessing He would speak over all of us. It's the type of blessing we see in Numbers chapter 6, as God blesses the children of Israel through Moses. You may have heard the song, it's called The Blessing from Carrie Job and, and Cody Carnes. I love that song. It's so awesome. That comes straight from the Bible, straight out of number six. The song says, Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Hmm. With this kind of biblical blessing in mind, here is a Father's Blessing by John Paul Jackson. I speak this over you and your children. May you reach the purpose for which you were created. May you have courage above your peers. May you have more passion for the things of God than others think is necessary. May you dream more than others think is practical. May you expect more than others think is possible. May you choose wisely without earthly bias. You have people to influence that you have not yet met. You have lives to change that are waiting for your arrival. You are strategically placed wherever God takes you by His grand design, just so you can become everything He made you to be. That place is the place you can grow best. That place is the place where you can be the most fruitful, the place where the future is changed because of your presence. 
May you see vistas that others don't even know exist. May you see God in every petal of every flower and every blade of grass. For each of them are designed by his hand. May you bless your children and may they become giants in the faith under the mighty hand of God. <laughs> you won't fail. You won't. You were made by God to be here for such a time as this. thank you for joining me today look i know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now and i really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me i hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids faith if you enjoyed this episode of christian parent crazy world would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on apple podcasts and spotify and following me on facebook and instagram oh, oh, and maybe you could say that christian parent crazy world is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life uh, just a thought uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.